Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. And boom, we are cruising into epi- our 60s episodes pretty smoothly. And, uh, and tonight, uh, I'm stoked. I'm super for tonight to have this guest on tonight. Hell yeah, we've uh, we've been we've been waiting because he was late. he's he's a busy guy okay yeah he's a super busy guy no we're super excited we've got ozzy boyd's in the house let's go ahead and get him on here boom what's up what's up dude how you doing guys what's up we're sorry i'm late i can't believe i did it's usually me that's late so hey it's true usually i'm like hey rob like is eating a burrito down the road and he'll be right back (laughs) so give me five minutes i'm hungry <laughs> oh, you're doing snake man. stuff, man. You're doing important things. I'm That's right. <laughs> That's right. Dude, well, yeah. thank you so much for coming to hang with us, man. Yeah. We really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I've been seeing you are like going all in on content. The YouTube is rocking now. You're out here doing all these podcasts everywhere. And man, it's constant motivation coming from you. I mean, not just That's as cool. a as another ball python enthusiast but just as somebody who's been in the industry for for so long it's always great to see someone's longevity um you know and and like they're not dying out you know like there's no burnout like i don't think about aussie boyds and go oh man yeah he's he's about to be you know out of it he's he's been fizzling out i'm like dude every time aussie just hatched this oh. thing that looks like a cloud that came down in his out hand. of an egg and he's got it in his hand. <laughs> well, you know, you know, on, on that topic, I know you reached out to me, I think it was last year, but I was starting, I was starting to get burned out, not <laughs> from the animals, but from the industry. Because yeah. um, yeah. you know, some of some of these, especially when you have a little success, there's always a lot of drama and fucking haters and stuff like that. So oh, I was yeah. taking a, I was taking a step back. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I I you know I was thinking about it. I think it was like earlier this year. I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, you know, that would be the wrong thing to do, um, because I know I know people do enjoy the content. I remember when I started out, you know, the content is what inspired me and kept me going, like watching Ralph Davis, going to Ralph Davis forum. Um, yep. You know, watching the stuff Kevin was putting out and Tracy Barker and um, the Snake Keeper and all of that. So, you know, I decided I'm going to actually do the opposite of, the you know, you know, the way I was feeling. So um, that's why I'm I'm going full bore. Um, I, I still love the hobby. I mean, I'm I'm gung ho and I'm very, very passionate about the the real estate and investing side of it too mm-hmm. all of that actually gets me excited so i don't feel like i'm working at all um and i kind of i want to share that i you know i spent a lot of time studying those topics and yeah. um i want to share that man cuz i think it's i think it's important to to you know do what you love every day you yeah. know mm-hmm. um 
best thing I did was in 2017, quit my nine to five. Um, I can't believe I, I should have quit a long, you know, a long, long time ago. Um, that shit sucks, you know? So <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it does, man. It just, I'm serious. It just sucks the life out of you, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and I had a good job and good career, blah, blah, blah. But the day-to-day bullshit in that environment is just, you know, it, it really just, it just sucks the life out of you. So, um, yeah, if you love reptiles, I never encourage a non-reptile person to invest in snakes and high-end snakes. Never. You'll never hear me do that. And I've even had, like, I have family members who they see my success and they're like, I'm going to get some snakes. And I'm like, I don't think you should. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, why not? It's because you're, you're really not into it. You're not into the snakes. You're not into them. Yeah. So you're not going to succeed, you know? Yeah. And people can tell like when you go to expos and stuff, if you're trying to sell something that you don't really care about, yeah, something yeah, that you're yeah. not like into, like when people go to your table and they talk to you about your super orange dreams and all this, you know, the color and the pattern reduction and all this stuff, you can tell when you talk to you that you get excited about it, that you are like invested in this. If you go to somebody's table and they got, you know, an exanthic pie on their table, they're like, yep, that's an exanthic pie. Either you're going to buy it or you're not. You don't want to buy yeah. from them. Like most people are not going to want to yeah. buy from them and it can make the difference between actually being able to make that living and being able to be successful at it. And then some guys who are just, you know, just scraping by, you know, just barely making their bills. Yep, exactly, man. It's all about the passion. I mean, I've been cleaning snake shit for 21 years now straight, (laughs) you know, I mean, think about it. I've been feeding every week. I've been cleaning water bowls every week and I don't hire Mm -hmm. like, you know, I've, I've had people help. I have my nephew helping me out or whatever, but I don't like hiring that out. I like to do it myself Um, because when I'm in the snake room, like I'm in a zone and when I'm opening tubs, I'm looking at this snake and it's like, you know, it's triggering something in my head. Like, man, I need to put this gene with that combo of gene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a process and my success is, it's 100% is due to my passion for it. Mm-hmm. The love that I have yeah. for it, you know? For sure. So, yeah. So the people who are in it, you know, I want to put more content out and just more like around mindset and, you know, the strategic approach, you know, and it's okay to make money breeding snakes, you know? Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Like get, you know, get rid of all of those, self-limiting bullshit beliefs around money and, you know, oh, I just do it for the love. I mean, you, you can still do it for the love and still make money. You know, money is necessary. Yeah. 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 If, if you don't have if you don't have financial freedom, you don't have freedom is the way I see it. Yep. That's it. It's always it's always blown me away that like the reptile industry has been that one of those few industries when, you know, you start to make money. And good, and you know where you can sustain yourself. People are like, oh, you're just in it for the money. You're a sellout, and blah blah blah. But any other industry, if you can make a living out of it, they're like, oh man, that's awesome. That's good amazing. for you. Yeah. You know, like I don't understand what the what the difference is there. That's just that's just a fucking broke person trying to make sense of being broke. Yeah. So you know it, that that's all there. Is. That's all it is. You know, money is a tool that's necessary. Like you can't survive without it. Yeah. You know so. You want to work in some bullshit office job stuck at a desk, you know, dealing with bullshit office politics all day. 
You know, it's like it's like <laughs> people will people will wake up and go to a job they hate their entire life, and then talk about money isn't everything. Like really, <laughs> you know, when yeah. you wake up in the morning, don't go to work, just stay home. Yeah, you know? if you hate it, job, right? <laughs> so it's just, uh, yeah, there's a lot of self-limiting beliefs around money. And um, a lot of psychological bullshit and baggage that we have with money, um, and you need to, you know, you need to, you need to sort that out. And this industry is great because you can make a lot of money doing it. It's mm -hmm. the money that's in this industry is freaking insane. It blows me away. And when I sit down with my accountant and um, and I crunch the numbers, uh, it, he just he's like flabbergasted. Mm -hmm. he's, you know, because because he's comparing it to other businesses mm -hmm. and he's seeing the profit margins and he was like, this is insane. You know? Yeah. He's like, yeah. you should go public. You know, I'm saying hey, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> that's not that's not going to happen. But, yeah, but but, you know, you know, so if you if you love this, this reptile thing and you're passionate about it and it, and even if you have a job, maybe you have a job, you know, you don't got to do a ton of snakes. Maybe you do 20 clutches, you know, you do 20 clutches and generate extra 60 grand a year or whatever. That's great. You know, yeah. pay mm -hmm. off the mortgage or some shit or, you know, go yeah. buy an investment property, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I it's so crazy, too, because we went from, you know, a lot of people – what I saw at the beginning, we were just talking about this before we started, but at the beginning of the, the pandemic where everything kind of got shut down, um, prices on everything just went up. Like this stuff has been steadily on the incline over the last couple of years for a lot of different things. But yeah, yeah. but not for everything. There were some things that kind of stayed kind of steady. And then at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything kind of shut down, prices for every like just about everything went up, like almost double yeah. or like time and a half, something like that. And there's a lot of people who are like, well, I remember spending $10 on this and I don't want to spend blah, blah, blah on this. And it's like, well, that's fine. That that can be your opinion. But guess what? There's a hundred other people that can yeah. value that animal and uh, value uh, the work that uh, breeders put into it and value uh, what this person's doing, especially for captive bred stuff, the stuff that you're producing, the stuff that we're producing. We put so much work and effort and time and thought and like just yeah. sweat into making these babies. And then for someone to tell you, oh, well, it's not worth that because I don't think it's worth that. It's usually broke people that don't want to spend the money on, on a snake that <laughs> yeah. they want, you know? Yeah. And that, so that, that scarcity, that scarcity mindset, you know, that shit's a killer. It'll keep you broke. It'll keep you yep. broke because you'll you'll find the perfect snake. You'll have some adult females and you'll find a perfect male for those adult females. And and these guys will be haggling over two hundred dollars and they'll walk away from, say, a two thousand dollar snake and they want to give you eighteen hundred. And I'm like, nah, price is firm. And yep. they'll walk away from it. But that two thousand dollar snake bred to their three females can make them $60,000 worth of shit. Yeah. Yep. So they're so focused on saving $200 that they're missing out on 60 grand. Yep. And that's, that's that scarcity mindset. That shit will keep you broke. And, you know, and, and the other thing is I notice, I notice, and you guys, you, 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 if you've been doing sales for Kevin, you, you probably noticed this too. 
-hmm. You'll have a $10,000 snake, and then you have a $200, a $200 snake, right? Yeah. And a customer that buys a $10,000 snake, he'll send you a text and be like, hey, is this snake available? Yep. And they cool. buy it. What's your favorite? Yeah. Bam. Yeah. One, they won't waste any of your time. Like one, two, three, 10 grand, bam, in your account. Yeah. And then a $200 buyer, um, do you have pictures of the parents? The belly. And the I have a yeah, yeah, yeah. a top pick, a side pick. <laughs> How much does it weigh? Blah, 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 blah. They, you know, so the difference is, and, and this is what I realized, the difference is, you know, people who have money and are successful, they value time. Mm -hmm. People who are broke value money. Mm -hmm. And yep. that's the difference because time is more valuable than money. And that's once money. you figure that out, the money, you know, will come to you by default. Absolutely. And yeah. And it's and money is a tool, man. If you have if you have two hundred dollars, you should be trying to turn it into a thousand, not yes. trying to protect that two hundred dollars because, you know, you got to yeah. be moving forward. That's so, it. I was I was just saying that on a, on an Instagram story. I'm like, people, you need to realize that your time is as much of an investment into something as you know the hundred dollar bill in your pocket. And if you're not if you're not aware of that, if you're not already thinking about that, you know, and you're just wasting your time yeah. scrolling through social media or whatever, you know, just yeah. commenting bullshit somewhere on TikTok or whatever, like you're wasting all of that time yeah. that you could be putting into your project, you know, making yeah. sure you're spending the time thinking about, okay, what pairings am I doing this year? Staring at those animals, looking for exactly. stuff. Okay, How can I take yeah. it to the next level? What do I need to take it to the next level? You know, that's why I don't go, I don't go on Facebook anymore because I just feel like, you know, I feel like it's a waste of damn time. And um, I, I don't, you know, you'll, you'll, you won't see me on any more forums. Like you won't see me having debates. I, I, I just, I don't do it, man. I stay away from it. I try to maximize, um, I try to maximize my time every day. Um, and I want to be, I, you know, I want to be as efficient as possible and I want to accomplish my goals. And I do these podcasts and stuff like that. Initially, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just, you know, uh, people don't appreciate whatever content you put out. or But that's not true. I think a lot of people do appreciate it. A lot of people are inspired, you know, but it, it's easy to focus on the two or three assholes that are, you know, being negative or whatever. who are trying to, you know, just trying to hate on you for whatever reason. So um, yeah. that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm putting out the content. Um, I want to have success. You know, I want to grow, but I want other people to have success, too. So. Um, so that's what's up. And I, and I love that industry. I like to see the industry continue to grow. And Absolutely. without the money, yeah, without the money, we would lose our we would have lost our rights years ago. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's money that funds organizations like USARC and, you know, PJAC and, you know, lawsuits and stuff like that. And it's it's the. Um, when they look at the industry as a whole and they see the income that is generating and the jobs that the industry is creating, that's what will discourage those politicians from um, uh, implementing regulations, you know, on that sort of stuff. regulations yeah. that will yeah. hurt the industry. Cause at the end of the day, all they care about is money and, and, yep. you know, and taxes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta play the game sometimes, and that's just kind of what yes. it boils down to.
And yep. I, I think that if they, a lot of times when they look at the reptile industry, a lot of them are just looking at, well, these guys are buying and selling snakes online. They're not paying taxes. They're not thinking about uh, the people who are buying rodent food, uh, people who are buying wood and PVC and buying water dishes yep. and you know, deli cups and, you know, Aspen, Cypress, you know. FedEx. Exactly. Dude, if yeah. they saw how much we spend at FedEx every year, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep, I don't think exactly. they understand the full scope. Like I get that some politicians kind of know that it, it is a big industry and everything. I don't think that they grasp the full, the full effect. effect of yeah. it, the full scope and, of everything. And and more importantly, they don't they don't grasp the full potential. Yeah. Because the industry, it, it the the exotic pet segment of the pet industry is the fastest growing segment of the pet industry globally. So we're just, I mean, we're just scratching the surface and it's continuing to grow and you got new people entering the hobby, you know, and it, it's a great hobby because of the, the business aspect of it, because people mm -hmm. are learning on how to, they're learning how to start a business and they're learning about business and learning about taxes or whatever. And all of that is stimulating the economy and you know, all the shipping um, I mean, in, in January, we couldn't find heat pads. They, they ran uh -huh. out of heat pads. <laughs> That's wild, right? You just think yeah. about that. There's no other reason for, I mean, what would the other reason for the heat pack shortage be besides reptile people and fish people and like exotic animals? There's yeah. no other reason. Yeah. It's not from hunters yeah. or anything like that. Like, yeah. yeah. I think some, I think some plant people use them too. Um, yeah. But that's it. I mean, so it's it's all of those little it's all of those little hobby based and a lot of those a lot of those are 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 also generating new little small you know work from home businesses. Mm -hmm. So all of that is important and you know it yeah. keeps people employed when the other jobs dry up, you know. So and that's our new economy, you know. That's that's where the jobs are at, that's where the future is for the economy. So let me let my dog in real quick. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah no worries. No worries. Dude, this is, this is actually exciting. I like, I like talking about the industry side of things. Cause I mean, it's, Absolutely. it's cool to talk about, uh, you know, people's personal experiences and stuff, but the, the economy, we haven't, we haven't done really a, we haven't kind of, no. kind of, and, and I'm, I'm just saying this, especially with somebody like, like Ozzy, who especially like recently on on but, YouTube yeah. has really been like going hard on the industry side of stuff and, and the the yeah aspects and strategies and stuff. Yeah, I want to put out I want to put out more content, and I'm continuing to learn and grow. Um, I, I I joined a organization called Go Abundance recently, and mm -hmm. it's just a it's a group of uh, uh, entrepreneurs, you know, uh, tribe of millionaires, it's just like a bunch of, you know. And those guys, like when usually if I'm if I'm out or I meet some people or whatever and they say, hey, what do you do? And I say, I breed snakes. They, you know, they're, they're usually like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that legal, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the typical, you know, the, the, the typical response, you know, but like around these guys, th these guys just have a different mindset. And they're like, really? Like, dude, that's cool as shit. Like, mm -hmm. and then, you know, they're asking questions, you know, um, like business related questions. And some of them I can't even answer. Like, I'm, you know, I'm still <laughs> for me it, for a long time for me in my head. This was a hobby, you know, mm -hmm. and I just I was like, this is just something I do on the side. 
you know, yeah. and and in 2017, when I quit, I was like, you know what? I pull, I started pulling out my tax returns and I'm like, you know, I could I could live very comfortably off of this income and it keeps increasing every year. You know, so why? You know, I, I went to work the next day and I fucking quit, you know, and um, <laughs> damn, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. You know, it was like, oh, but your bonus is in, you know, in two months. I'm like, keep it. You know, wow. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm out. And, 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 uh, it was the best thing I ever did, you know? And so now I'm, I'm doing this full time and now I'm starting to do the real estate. I always wanted to do the real estate. I just didn't have the time and energy, you know, to educate myself. But now what I do when I'm in a snake room cleaning, I usually have an earbud in my ear and I'm listening to podcasts or I'm listening to audiobooks. So I'm educating myself while I'm in the snake room. Um, and I've learned a lot about taxes and about real estate and investing, et cetera. Um, I do a little stock, you know, but if more snake people did that, then, you know, a lot of us would be, you know, achieve millionaire status, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, 95% of people don't even track their net worth. You know, that's a real simple spreadsheet. You can just start tracking it. And it's like, you know, it's like playing a game and not keeping score. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you got a lot of people who are making a lot of money, but they're broke. Mm-hmm. The shit is is tragic, you know? But once once you become aware of it and you start tracking it, and then you're like, oh, fuck, like, you know, and, and then you start taking specific actions to grow your net worth. And then you just see your net worth growing and you see, you see your passive income, the amount of passive income that's coming in, mm-hmm. increasing and increasing and increasing, you know, and that's where you want to be at, you know. Um, Absolutely. And and the crazy thing is, is in this reptile community, we're uniquely positioned to become millionaires like if if you if you follow some very basic and it's just basically you make a little money instead of spending it invest it you know instead of buying liabilities buy assets you know buy a piece of real estate buy some bitcoin you know mm-hmm. buy some stocks you know something just stop spending it on bullshit and you know even if you just even if you just take 40% of your snake money you know Maybe you buy you buy a few high end snakes to build up your collection, you know, increase the the dollar value of the stuff you're producing, and then and then take a little money and you know invest it. If you do that, man, uh, you know your your you'll see your your net worth will start to snowball, you know. Yeah. So I know a lot of people don't want to hear about that shit, but you know I know a few people. I know a few people. I'm going to talk about a few people are going to listen. They're going to do it. I already I, there's already guys that. I've talked to like about real estate investing and stuff like that. And they started looking into it. I, you know, I tell them, Hey, check out bigger pockets. You know, they have a, they have a podcast and they interview real estate investors, you know, you know, just regular people who are, who are, some people are flipping. Some people are buying mobile home parks. Some people are buying storage units, whatever. Um, Some people are starting with no money. Some people are starting with a lot of money. It, it doesn't matter. Um, one thing they have in common is they they all figured out a way to have massive success. So a, a few guys have started doing it, and I love it because they text me and like, dude, I picked up my first rental property. 
or whatever. So if I could influence even a handful of guys, I'm gonna do it. Um, and I'm and I'm also educating myself. It motivates me to continue to learn and grow myself and grow absolutely. my portfolio. So absolutely, dude. I definitely think it's a it's a necessary conversation to have within the industry. Is especially when like it it's certainly possible to make a living off of breeding reptiles. But <clears throat> you know, I mean to be to be able to situate yourself in a position where you can generate more than enough income to have that financial freedom and then yep. not have to worry about the rest the of the you know exactly yeah. you know like that that makes it that much better especially when you know it, it's no no shocker if we're keeping all these animals there's a little bit of added overhead that that yeah. we have to deal with electric bills heat bills if you're yeah. you know in a, in cold temps and stuff like that you know so not to not have to worry about that to do whatever you can do to really just put yourself like yep it, it is what it is whatever it's a bill paid no worries like that's yeah. That's huge. That's massive. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a great feeling. And it's um and it's you know it's it's sad that we we live in the US, we live in the richest country in the world, and we have so many people living paycheck to paycheck. This shit is tragic. And um and it doesn't have to be that way, you know. Fuck what the politicians say. You know, the politicians are gonna blow a bunch of smoke in your ass smoke up your ass and, you know, try to convince you that, oh, the system is rigged and, you know, that's why, you know, the rich are getting richer and no, the rich are getting richer because they invest their money. When they make a little money, they put it to work. They let their money work for them mm-hmm. instead of just spending it and buying dumb shit and playing video games all day. So, you know, it, it's like it, it, nobody's going to influence your situation more than you, you know? If, you know, if these politicians, if they give you, if they forgive 10 grand of your student loan, you're still going to be broke. You know, mm-hmm. the 10, 10 grand ain't going to change your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully people, people uh, like, you know, wake up and start starting their own businesses or whatever. Uh, you know, like I said, us in the reptile community, we're we're lucky because uh, we have a we have a viable industry that's growing like crazy every year. And if you if you sit down with a piece of pen and paper and and do the math, the return on investment is insane. I've done it. I've done it for some snakes, and it's like you know, six hundred and fifty percent the first year. You know, where are you going to get that? You yeah. know, <laughs> uh, unless you're selling heroin or some shit, <laughs> you know, you're not going to get that. It's, it's meth up here, man. That's 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 what's been going around. <laughs> so, you know, so the, the, the thing is, people focus on the price, though. Like, you know, last year they were complaining, oh, you know, I, you know, I paid 10 grand for Hurricane Clown. Now there's 6,500, you know. And if if somebody somebody reading that they were like, oh, the ball python market sucks. It, you know, it was ten grand. Now it's sixty five hundred. Well, that ten grand snake can make you ten sixty five hundred dollar snakes. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. you know, so 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 again, it's mindset and sit down with a calculator or pen and paper or whatever, however you do math, um, or if you can't count, take it to your CPA. 
<laughs> let them punch the numbers. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like the shit. And, and then you hear people say, oh, you can't make money. And I'm like, that's not true, man. That's bullshit. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. can make money. You can make money. Um, but you can't if you if you make that money and you just spend it on dumb shit, you know, some of these guys, you know, I have no problem going to the strip club and partying, but some of these guys go to the strip club and get crazy. And <laughs> when they, so they make they make 10 G's at the show and now they're, you know, and they go to the strip club and, you know, they spend now eight. They, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. But it was, hey, it was like a good couple, It was a good few hours. Bro. I don't know. $8,000 yeah, in memories. A few hours. You know. Yeah, it was fun. But then don't don't blame the snake industry. I mean, you yeah, made yeah, 10 true, you just blew, true. You blew eight. Mm-hmm. You know, and a yep. lot, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of times too, we got to learn to control. As reptile people, we're kind of hoarders. You know, I, I've had this conversation with Kev. You know, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, because you know, you make ten grand, and it, and we've all done it. You know, you make ten grand, and you're like, I'm not going to buy any snakes. I'm not going to buy snakes. And next thing you know, you bought a twelve thousand dollars snake, so now you're down. You know, yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. Even if you didn't say you talked to Kev about this, we would have known. Yeah, we (laughs) would. Yeah, we we me and Kev have a lot of uh, a lot of funny conversations. But so the thing is, is when you when you when you're buying snakes and you're building your collection it has to be strategic you know it has to be strategic like i sell like the original orange dream female when i was done with her i sold her to mark bailey like it's not sentimental for me it's 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 like i i love what i do don't get me wrong but i'm a designer i'm not a collector Mm -hmm. i'm a designer so whatever's in my collection has a purpose from a breeding standpoint. So everything that I do is very, very strategic. And again, like that video I did the other day where I, I kind of measure, I'm always, always upgrading my genetics and I'm always measuring, you know, cause if you're not measuring, you know, you can't really gauge your performance and make adjustments. Um, so yeah, my, you know, my goal is always to step it up and, you know, make sure I'm making something new and cool I don't want to keep making the same super orange dream every year for the next 10 years. I mean, that, you know, it's no fun, but it's also not a very good uh, business plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That concept of, uh, of upgrading, you know, cause, cause I checked out that video and, and I, I had to chuckle to myself cause I'm like, man, how many people are listening to him say I sell adult proven females every year and are going, Ozzy's crazy as shit, man. Yep. I wouldn't do that. You know, <laughs> you know, Ian, but, but it's, it's he, real, man. Yeah. Ian, Ian used to, Ian used to think I was crazy. And then yeah. he came to me one day. He was like, you know, I used to think you're crazy. I, I, you know, when you were selling those head ghost, big breeder females and he was buying all that shit up. He was like, you know, I, I kind of see what you're doing now. And um, and again, it's like I'm I'm keeping my collection right at my sweet spot where I'm not getting burned out. I'm still enjoying it. You know, I, I'm doing the same 50 clutches a, a year, but every year my 50 clutches are worth a little bit more. So I'm actually increasing my income without, you know, killing my passion. Yeah. And that's that's key. That really is key, man, because so many people are just they they have that hoarding mentality, you know, and they go from that 
you know, 50, 60 females to 120 females or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah. And then they're like, uh, I'm no. exhausted. <laughs> I talk, I talk to guys and I, you know, I talk to a lot of guys, different size collections. And I know guys who have 300 breeder females and they make 150, um, or a hundred clutches mm-hmm. from 300 breeder females. And then the guys with 150 females that do a hundred clutches. <laughs> and, 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 it, and if you sit down and you calculate it, you'll see what I'm talking about. I was just talking to Corey DeLong earlier about this, mm-hmm. but as, as your collection grows, the success rate for your females, like if, if, when I used to have like, you know, 20 females, I used to get like 80, 90% of the females to go. Mm-hmm. And as my collection goes, it drops down to 70%, 60%, you know, 50%. So as your collection grows, the success rate in those females, it declines. Mm-hmm. You guys think I'm lie- lying? Go go look at your numbers. Go, yeah. you know, go look back, look at your numbers and do the math and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and it's true. It's true across multiple locations, different breeders, different collections. It's true. So, you know, it's key to find that sweet spot where you're operating very efficiently and then stay there and just upgrade, you know, get better genetics. My dog is making an appearance here. (laughs) That is not a reptile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't like uh, when I ignore him for too long. What kind of dog is that? He's a German short hair pointer. Okay. Very cool. He's like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys have cicadas? You, you guys no. probably don't have any cicadas up there. Not, no. not, the, not the 17 year ones or whatever it is. No. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere down here, and he's been eating them like crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> now he's like looking up at the ceiling. He's like looking for one. Yeah. He's like, what's that? He's like, another? Another one? <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. man. No, this is all awesome stuff, man. And and again, I think it's great that that you're taking that initiative to to put the content out there, and <clears throat> hopefully, it's it's taking the blinders off of a lot of people's eyes as uh, as they try to develop, you know, their collection or think about really starting a business, and and you know, maybe it gives them that that little spark to be like, you know what, let me, let me just go through my collection and, and see, you know, yeah. and maybe I don't need those extra two or three snakes and whatever. Cause that gives me a space to, you know, maybe hold on to something that's a little better and raise it up and do whatever and yeah. then not feel so under the gun, you know? Yeah. And maybe like, I know a lot of people struggle with finding feeders, you know, now you have, you know, one or two less mouths to feed so you could be you know more productive and again i i think i think the reason why we haven't had a crash for so long and why the industry has been so strong is because i think people are not mass producing anymore people are people are being very specific about what they're trying to produce and they're trying to produce produce designers that take a lot longer to make so you know instead of like back in the day people would you know they'll get an ultrasound and a male banana and try to, you know, breed that male to 20 females. Yeah. <laughs> now, then all of a sudden we got, you know, 3,000 bananas on the market. So I don't think people are doing that anymore. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's kept the, that's kept the industry strong. But, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy industry. And you look at, 
You look at like Freedom Breeder, you know, I've been ordering cages, man. And they're, dude, they're swamped. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's taken four months, you know, four or five months to get your cages. And same with ARS, you know, same with Sea Serpents. I mean, they're running out of material, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard um, a couple of the, the uh, cage builders haven't been able to get PVC recently. Like, literally, they're trying to get pallets, and they can't even get pallets. They can get a couple sheets here and a couple sheets there, and it's it's been tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, that's all related to all of the money that they, you know, that they flooded into the economy. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's going to lead to inflation because, mm -hmm. you know, manufacturers, you know, if, if, it's just like snakes. I remember when we were selling orange ghost females, you know, I, I would put them up for 2,500 bucks and in two hours sold. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I raised the, the price to 3000. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. And then they were selling, they were still selling in two, three hours. So yeah. yep. when, when companies can't keep up with the demand, naturally they're just going to start jacking up the prices. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's that's what we're seeing now. I, I got 12 racks from Freedom Breeder last year. Uh, not not last. Yeah. 2020. And it was like twenty five hundred dollars shipping. A year later in March, I got another 12 uh, racks. It was six thousand. Damn. And then like two months later, it was like 60. It actually was like seventy five hundred. But I went with rail. I used rail and I got it down to 6,400. Mm -hmm. So that's inflation. You know, yeah. uh, the trucking companies, they can't find drivers, you know, um, whether they're staying home, collecting unemployment or I don't know, maybe they're selling snakes online. They can't find drivers. I don't, you know, yeah. so it's going to jack. Yeah. You're going to start seeing prices, you know, I think uh, I think the cage manufacturers are starting to jack up prices. So that that's a perfect example. Obviously, we could use more cage builders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the rodents. Obviously, if somebody can figure out how to um, supply the industry with with rodents, then they can make a lot of money. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's you know, rodents are tough. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. you know, there's you know, huge it's a viable business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, t I tell people all the time, like, man, Im imagine as horrible as it would be if, you know, some piece of legislation went through, you know, we couldn't breed or sell snakes anymore. What's the one thing everybody would still need? Feeders. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, no yep. matter what happens, we got to feed our stuff, yep. <laughs> yep. you know, like, yeah. Yep. So feed, I, I think if they I think if they tried to ban it, it would it would just go underground. I mean, I, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when when you know we couldn't ship snakes through UPS and FedEx. Mm -hmm. You know what did we do? We ship snakes through UPS and FedEx. Yep. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were still shipping them. <laughs> we were still shipping them in unmarked boxes. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we were using Delta Dash too and driving to the airports, but a lot of people were still shipping. People were even shipping through the post postal, you know, postal yeah. service. Yeah, I've had someone recently do that. Like within the last couple of years, I had somebody send us a snake to nerd through the USPS, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
There's no need for that. There's no need for that anymore. But yeah, yeah, UPS never, never. And I I think UPS, I think the Bells ship or they used to ship, like they had authorization to ship animals to UPS. You can do um, lizards Lizards and... and Huh? Tortoises, turtles, yeah, turtles yeah. and inverts. As long as they're not venomous, um, yeah. you can do any of that stuff through UPS. Just we no, always no get, snakes. yeah, we always get uh, UPS representatives that contact Nerd, and they're like, "Hey, so I saw that you ship with FedEx," and I'm like, "We ship out too many snakes to work with you. Sorry, unless yeah. you guys are going to give us an exemption." They're like, "Hold on, let me look it up." Oh no, we can't do that. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the unions have them handcuffed. Yep. So yeah. You know they can't make. Yeah you know, smart business decisions. Because yeah. that, I mean, FedEx is cleaning up. Yeah, I mean, for real. The number, every time I, I go to FedEx and I drop off boxes and I always see, you know, I always see live, you know, shipments. Yep. So, mm-hmm. A whole bunch of people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, and man. It's crazy because FedEx was suff- suffering going into the pandemic because mm-hmm. they lost all of that Amazon. When Amazon launched their own fleet. Um, oh, yeah. They lost, they lost a lot of business. And, I mean, their stock was down to, like, 95 bucks. Um, you know, me, me and Jesse bought that stock. And, um, wow. And, and I – and because I, I was going to FedEx. Like, we dude, we're going to FedEx two, three times a week, shipping a ton mm-hmm. of snakes. And they were swamped. And mm-hmm. I was looking at their stock price, and their stock price dropped down below 100. And I pounced on it. I bought it. I told Jesse. Jesse bought some. And um, and then it shot up. And mm-hmm. we sold it. We sold it too early, man. <laughs> I, think I, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we sold it at like 170, 180. We were like, yeah, we made 70%. And, um, and now it's like 300 bucks. I mean, we should have just held Jeez. on to it. Could have made a two hundred percent return on your money, but that's yeah. but that, that's a perfect example. Like if you, you know, even if you're taking twenty or thirty grand, you know, you've been doing this for ten years and you've been taking twenty, thirty grand and buying Tesla and Netflix and Amazon. I mean, or some Bitcoin. Where would you be now? I mean, you'd be set. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Me personally, I love real estate. I, I think real estate is crazy. Like mm-hmm. the, the way, you know, basically where real estate is like this. You're basically making money with other people's money, right? You you buy a piece of real estate and you put down twenty percent, right? And say you're making making a ten percent return on that real estate. So you put down twenty percent, you're making ten percent on your twenty percent, but then the other eighty percent, you're borrowing it at a three percent interest rate, but you're making ten percent. So now you're making seven percent on somebody else's money. Mm. And that's the that's the leverage piece of real estate. And then from a tax standpoint, it's it's like low taxes. So then you're, you know, you, you're getting a tax break. You're getting that cash flow, making money on somebody else's money, you know, and then you're paying off that mortgage. Then you got the appreciation. So you're like making money from like so many different directions. And if you keep doing that consistently, like if you have a kid, for instance, you can just buy a little condo or a townhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Then rent that out. And then when your kid is ready to go to college, you just refinance. Right? Yep. Yeah. There you go. I mean, 
you know, and 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 with and, and real estate is also a hedge against inflation because we're 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 experiencing like a five percent inflation right now, which is pretty high. Mm-hmm. That means your money sitting in the bank is decreasing by five percent every year. Mm-hmm. That shit is crazy. Like think about that. Because yeah. the buying power of your dollar is decreasing. But if you buy real estate, you borrow it at today's value and then you're paying it back with cheaper dollars. So if you borrow a 200 grand piece of real estate and it's going down, the value of the dollar is going down 5% every year, you know, in 10 years, you know, that 200 grand is, is worth a lot less. Um, mm. Right. It's like 50% less. Yeah. So you're paying it back with, you know, cheaper dollars. And mm. then, and then, when there's inflation, the cost of real estate is going to go up. So you paint it back with cheaper dollars and then the value is going to shoot through the roof. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So people, people need to learn about it. It's not rocket science. It's, you know, I'm no genius. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a common sense kind of practical kind of guy. So if I can figure it out, you know, other people can figure it out too. And, um, yeah, if people just start buying, you know, once a year, you, you know, you make 60 grand, take 20 grand, invest it, you know, party like a rock star with the other 40. <laughs> buy some new right. racks, buy some new cages. Some, yeah. <laughs> or go to the strip yeah. club. No, 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 yeah, no, well, no, 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 no. He sounded uh, like a rock star, man. I guess. Dude, we, we, I just went a couple weeks ago. We went on a um, on a field herping trip out in southwest Utah. But we flew into Vegas and then drew uh, drove from Vegas up to Utah. But when we were driving through Vegas, one of my friends a couple, a couple weeks before posted a picture of the strip club. And outside it says, thousands of beautiful girls and three ugly ones. And I was like, okay, we need – I have a morbid curiosity. I need to see what's going on here. <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> the best part was you go in there and you ask the girls, you go, okay, now which three are the ugly ones? You can tell who doesn't like each other. <laughs> you know, there's always, there's always some of that cattiness going on. It's funny. Oh, good. oh man. Yeah, oh, you know, the, fun, the funny thing is the only time I'll go, to a strip club is when I go to a snake show. Yep. <laughs> it goes together. Probably, Come on. It's yeah. Like peanut butter yeah. and jelly. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Oh, man. You see this? Yeah. Go. 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 Yeah. Go. Cicada. For everyone, yeah. for everyone who's just listening on the audio, uh, his wife just came in and he told her, "No, I'm just kidding." <laughs> <laughs> That's his dog. I'm just oh man, you know, I, I, you know, I'm single now, but I used to tell my lady, she, she, you know, she's like, "What, what did you guys do?" I we went to the strip club. Yep. She was like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's a business, you know. I gotta, you know." <laughs> It's a business meeting. Yeah, it's yeah. Whining and dining. That's whining and dining, you know. Got a network, yeah. So it's, you know, it's a business thing. And it's true, man. We, we go out, we have a good time. I mean, we go get steaks or whatever, and then, you know, it's always a lot of fun. Oh, that's too good. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Hilarious. Okay, so we can't do this podcast and not talk 
about what the hell you're producing. Yeah, what the hell, I'm, dude? Holy I, we just we have to because the the azanthic pied whatever nonsense uh, here to, to coin a Kevin term silliness yeah. you have going on over there. Like, dude, I mean, it's it's no shock to anybody that's that's listening now or listening uh, on the audio version only that that man when you say you're a designer. Yeah. I mean, that's truer words were never spoken. Armani, you know. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> so what's 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 happening over there with with the ball pythons, man? Because you're making some shit that just I have to stare at it. Like I go on a break well, just to yeah. stare. <laughs> well, it's it's been it's been man, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm just into like I I love doing this, and uh, every year, like I you know I was talking to Justin the other night. And we were, and he was saying, he was like, man, it like, he's like, every year it's like, it, it just keeps getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's true. It's like the combo potential, it's really limitless. Um, so I just, um, again, what I do is when I hatch stuff out, the best stuff I keep, you know, I don't keep it all, but I keep the most powerful stuff. And if I produce, if I produce, you know, at most I'll keep two males of of a crazy combo. Yeah. Um, you know, because you know how males are. Sometimes one doesn't want to breed or whatever. So I I like to have two, but my space is limited. So you know, I could easily go out and buy more racks, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. So I, I keep the best, the cream of the crop, and then I sell the rest. Um, and then I. And then I just raise that stuff up when I put that stuff together, man. It's like it's magical the stuff that's that stuff that's popping out. So that pie, the first pie that I produced, I think the one I, the one I put up last night, I think that's an orange dream fire and she leopard azantic pie. And um that's shit, that's just insane. And it's a beautiful animal and Mark Mark Mandic was the one that inspired that project because I went up to uh, Toronto um, a few years ago, and he had an orange dream, um, uh, orange dream fire lightning pied, mm-hmm. um, and that just I I was like, dude, I never even thought, I you know I never even considered <laughs> adding orange dream to a Zantic. I yeah. right. And, you know, and and Mark's always been a big fan of Orange Dream, and he was like, "Man, Orange Dream goes good with everything," and it it had like a desert ghost effect with the yeah. Zan. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I was like, "Holy shit!" So it just you know, it's like little <laughs> things like that. It, it'll click, and then I I you know I went home, and that year I started that project. Um, Hell yeah! You know, and and. So again, it's like, you know, there are combos out there that we haven't even considered yet that we, you know, we haven't even thought about. And sometimes when you, you know, when you, you'll, you'll see like a couple of genes come together and then it'll trigger, you know, something in your head. But the other thing is the leopard and the pied. A lot of people were sleeping on the leopard pied Mm. stuff, but I think the leopard really adds a very unique dynamic to the pied and it does. You guys have seen all those crazy patterns and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you're not a typical pie. 
Um, and and like if you go look on my, you know, you go look on my my uh, page, you'll see everything has leopard. My desert ghost pie stuff, leopard. You know, my yeah. super dream pie stuff has leopard. Um, that you know, working on uh, on the super dream hypo pie stuff, I'm I, I'm getting leopard into that too. So the leopard just just really. When you when you start stacking jeans on top of it with leopard, it does a lot of little like crazy, oddball things. So um, and then again, I've I've been producing a lot of high white enchi pies, and a lot of people mm. always thought you know enchi pies are low white, but yeah. you know, and I post animals and people are like, that's not enchi, it's mid white. I'm like, well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but you know, yeah, but dude you, at the strip club told me it was yeah. empty pie. <laughs> yeah, come, come to the strip club, buy a bottle, and we'll, we'll discuss it. But if you if you uh, if you stack orange dream and fire and yellow belly and all of that, once you start stacking all those jeans on there, it does some really really unusual things. Um, and I know and I know it can counteract like like fire pies are very high white. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you when you start adding Enchi and Orange Dream, it could it could counteract that too. So um yeah, so I'm I'm just man, I'm over here having a blast with it. And um and again, you know, I do spend a lot of time, you know, um on my breeding plan and um okay, okay. On my breeding plan and you know, and looking at my animals and trying to figure out and how to maximize um, you know, my breeding plan and my output. Yeah, I, I try to I try to avoid redundancy. People see people see my um, output and they think I have like I'm doing 300 clutches or something. And when I tell them oh, I just did 70 clutches or 60 clutches, they're shocked. But it's because I don't have a lot of redundancy in my collection. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to produce you know 20 Desert Ghost Pie clutches. You know, that's just yeah. not my that's not my MO. Um, I'd rather mix it up and have like a lot of variety. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got some, I got some cool stuff tipping now. I, I mean, uh, you know, so it's going to be fun. I think, I think I'm at like clutch. I don't know like what hatch, like clutch 15 or something. Okay. Um, so, and I think I'm going to do 80 this year. Yeah, that's solid. So. That's a, still a solid number of clutches, man. Eighty. Clutches. Oh, it's, it's plenty, man. It's plenty, and like you know, again, like I said, some of those clutches are, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars clutches. That's plenty. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. Um, yeah, I could party a little <laughs> bit on that. I was gonna and, say this. This one goes yeah. in the stocks. <laughs> this one's for the strip club. This one's for the stocks. <laughs> yeah. Real estate. But I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to. I'm trying to like just build my real estate portfolio, because uh, I, I, I really like that passive income, and um, you know, in retirement, it'll be nice to have a nice fat portfolio, and then when I pass, you know, it'd be nice to be able to leave that to my kids, you know. Yeah, so, for sure. For sure. Yeah, man. For, forward thinking. I think that 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 really is the the key to it all, man. You got to be looking ahead and planning ahead. Otherwise, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, and you could like I'm having a blast. It's not like I'm uh, it's not like I'm, um, you know, 
working in a coal mine or something. Um, I'm having a good time, you know, while I'm doing it, while I'm, you know, trying to leave a legacy for my, you know, for my kids and my, hopefully if I have grandkids um, to benefit them again, I I tell my daughters, like, you know, what I'm trying to give them is freedom to do what they want. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if they want to, you know, if they want to be a school teacher, school teachers don't make a lot of money, but if you don't got to worry about money, you could be a school teacher, you know, (laughs) You know, you want to be a hippie, you know, be a hippie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not judging my kids. I just want them, I want to give them freedom, man. I want I want them to do whatever they want to do. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Man, could you, you know imagine I mean? that? A rich-ass hippie? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'm just saying, you you an Aussie hippie. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I try to I, every I, festival. I, yeah. <laughs> I teach them. I teach them to work. I mean, I I'm, I make them work. You know, I, I yeah. teach them a work ethic. You know, I'm not a big fan of lazy people. Um, so do something. You know, if you you know find something you love and you know stay active and you know work hard and you know don't just sit around. Um, yeah, playing video games or whatever. I don't, I don't support that. But uh, I'm actually going to be doing a video about that because I actually hire my kids, uh, hired my kids, so I, I pay my kids, um, and there's some really good tax benefits around that. I don't know if you guys know about that, no, but no. you can pay your kids uh, up to twelve thousand dollars a year. And it's a tax write-off for your business, but they don't have to pay taxes. Wow. So they get get 12 grand a year tax-free, yeah. And then what you do is you set up a Roth IRA Mm -hmm. for them. And my kids are 12 and 16. So if I start saving for their retirement now. Oh yeah, they are set. They're so set. They get their retirement. (laughs) So I told them, you know, you guys got to work. And, you know, they're cleaning tubs or whatever, but, you know, making shipping boxes, sweeping, yeah. whatever. And, and you know, put six grand away for them a year. Mm-hmm. And then then they got to do 5% towards charity. So they got to yep. pick a charity, 5% towards a charity. And then the rest, I don't care what they do with it. They want to buy Roblox gift cards, whatever. <laughs> um, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. If they get in the habit of, of you know, saving and investing 50 percent of everything they make, they'll be set. Like, you know, true. And so true. and with the Roth IRA, what I want to do with them is I want to teach them how to invest. So I want to I want them to buy companies like, you know, they watch Netflix every day. You know, maybe you want to own Netflix. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Ro- Roblox, Roblox went public recently. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They went wow. public recently. And um, that's a very that's a very good business. Like they're making a lot of money, mm-hmm. and uh, and my daughter she's always playing that shit. So you know, <laughs> maybe I'll I'll get her to buy some Roblox because you know you some of these companies like if they would have bought Netflix back in the day or you know Tesla or whatever you know they would they would be sitting comfortable right now. True. True. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so we're rounding out our time here, but all before right. we before we end this, we ask all of our guests one one final question. So, 
Uh, Ozzy, that question is, why don't you have any corn snakes? No, no, no that's no, not no, what the no. question is. No. <laughs> no. So the question is, what uh, what in the realm of reptiles, be it something in your own collection, something that you see online or, or anything like that, what in the realm of reptiles has you excited about reptiles? Um, I just I love the, the growth, like the growth, the global yeah. um I, I love seeing it grow globally. So that's got me really, really excited. Uh, I love seeing a lot of people. There's a lot of people having a lot of success in it. You know, I love seeing guys coming up and building their collections and, you know, starting from scratch and doing really, really well. Um, that, yeah, that excites me, man. It just, you know, I, it's been so good to me. I, you know, I'd like to see it to continue to grow and flourish, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know, I like to see other people, um, you know, have the same success that I've had with it. You know, Hell yeah. it's yeah. really changed ex- my life. Do you export? Yeah. Hell yeah. I just uh, sent I just make- sent a bunch of animals uh, yesterday. Shipped a bunch of animals going to Indonesia. Um, so it's 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 taken off everywhere, man. And I just yeah. I did. Last week, I did an interview with the guys in South Korea, um, mm-hmm. you know, Park okay. and Young and all those guys. And like when I was consulting, you know, I was over there and, you know, they would take pick me up and take me out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an experience and that was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. Listening to Korean Korean rap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So, and I, you know, when I, when I travel, like, you know, I always reach out to people and there's like people everywhere, man. And I have customers everywhere. So it's really, really cool. You know, like I want to go to Indonesia. Um, you know, this guy's in South Africa. I mean, there's reptile people everywhere, man. And they're, yeah. and they're cool as shit, you know, and they'll <laughs> up and take you out. Like, you know, so, I mean, how yeah. cool is that? I, what other industry, like, what other industry compares? I, I just, yeah, you know, true. No other industry compares. So true. So that's what excites me, man. Just the global growth and expansion. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. So I feel like everybody already knows where, where, where they, they can, can find you. you but <laughs> but tell the people who might not know who've been living under a rock for the last however many years where they can find uh, what you're doing. Yeah, man. Yeah, just check out... Um, just look for at Ozzy Boyds on uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, and we're stepping up, stepping up the YouTube game. After yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think my last YouTube video was with the garbage bag. Like I, I was showing off some orange dreams, and I needed a background, and I used the garbage bag. <laughs> Ask Kevin about that. Oh boy, because he called me, he was cursing me out. He was like, Dude, really, a garbage bag? He was like, you have those nice snakes and you and you got a Dude. garbage bag? Hey, hey man, but, he doesn't have much to say, man. For the first, I don't know how many years of his YouTube, all we knew was his hand. Nobody knew what Kevin yeah. looked like. It was just his hand. Yeah, yeah I, I'm the same way too, man. I was, you know. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to try to put out content. And again, it's just trying to, trying to create some excitement and um, inspiring people. And hopefully... Hopefully we could uh, we could all we could all get rich doing this and have a lot of fun. 
Hell yeah. So, yeah, dude. you know, right, man. And, and, and then the politicians really can't touch us. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hey. Get fucked. Right? <laughs> All right, yep. man. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, yeah we really appreciate it, lot, it dude. It's been very yeah, it was fun, man. Yep. Sorry about the delay. I owe you guys one. Uh, no worries, man. Yeah. No worries. All right. Good night, <laughs> fellas. Take care. All right, bye. Thank you.